is the season finale of Beyond Deserve Part 2, Episode 26. The case is over and is guilty for Jared Tobin. More bad scene craziness and J&J's bad scene is online. Math courses are dying. There is trouble ahead. Is there a simple answer to the UFO problem? The soccer league civil war. The end of woke future of America and the bats continues. We will have more about summer updates. What we are playing for season three. And then news roundup. The Mars copter works. The new physics and lightning started things on earth. All this and more. On the season finale of season two of Beyond This Earth. This is Beyond This Earth. Welcome back to Beyond This Earth. We're at the season finale. We're going to have a lot of announcements in section three, that's segment three which we usually use the announcements for. But let's get to the main news items of the week. And one of the main ones, we're splitting it into two halves, one that has some international significance and one that has mostly national significance as well. Actually, two of them that have international significance. Devin Tarvik trial. The Chauvin trial has ended. He is guilty on all three counts of the trial. Whereas this case was just seemed to be like the the, uh, the defense had some opportunities. It turns out that it did not matter at the end of the day. And Chauvin was just seen as guilty from the jump. And... The aftermath of what the jury is going to say is going to tell us a lot on how they decided the trial. Chauvin will be sentenced uh, June 11th. They are saying that he is going to spend 45 years in prison, which is basically pretty much the rest of his life in prison. There was some interesting things called Dennis just said to the effect that the only thing that could get him on was the third degree murder charge, which was a, a negligent homicide charge that you cannot have a person become guilty or commit a murder three straight times in the court of law. But interestingly enough, Minnesota changed certain aspects of sentencing I unironically because of certain things dealing with African-Americans and crime, which led to saying that that concept of being charged with this particular murder three times, you can kill a man three times over, which is the basically saying in this particular statement, that made it a lot more easier to pull that particular sentence off. There was some that has stated that Brett Favre opened his mouth and said that he doesn't understand why Chauvin was put away for 45 years, possibly, 
because of it, there's others that are saying that this thing will be overlooked and will be overturned on appeal because of the way that they set up this particular law. And it does not give jurisprudence and the rest of these things. And they must have some sort of commitment to, did the state accuse Chauvin of killing George Floyd? If not, those two of the charges cannot stand, which is basically what they can say. And they can figure out a way how they're going to pull down the third charge into some sort of trickery, if you want to put it in that particular sense. So it is not necessarily over. The three others that were working with Chauvin, their cases are going to be decided later on in the year. Like I said before, the sentencing will be eight weeks away. And we will have a sentence, it could be the maximum, it could be a little less, it could be a little more, you never know. But it will be appealed at least once, and so far, concerning those particular issues, we're going to have some sort of closure for these particular things. There were some very stupid statements out of control statements by members of the National Football League and one of them being the Las Vegas Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders put out a sign saying, I can breathe. Now, this was absolutely tone deaf by the son of Al Davis, Mark Davis, to do that sort of thing and to say those statements on the Twitter handle Got a lot of people upset. Got a lot of people upset. In that same breath, Nancy Pelosi said, thank you, George Floyd, for the sacrifice and all the rest of these things. That is also tone deaf absolutely to the nth degree. I don't know how you're going to continue to deal with these people that don't care and blm is starting to show cracks in the armor yet another person who has been shot and families going through it they are saying that blm is just taking their money and they're not doing anything to solve the problem of the african-american community before this segment ends we will talk about ricky smiley's recent uh instagram live where he talks about burying another person that he knows very close to his heart. And he went off completely. And Tony Sotomayor pretty much stated he's saying the same things that he's been saying for many years before the cancel culture and all the rest of it took place. We're going to talk about that a little bit later as well. Now to the vaccine issue. Vaccines, I'm going to make this warning here. These are just hearsay. These are rumors at this particular point. They are on Instagram all over the place. Some of it is connected to the vaccine. Some of it are not. But one thing that we have to say here is that the Johnson & Johnson vaccine is now back online. They said that it's not a serious issue. It's just these things were happening and whatnot. Not so. Not so at all. 
Now they're just playing with the house money. I said it earlier. I'm going to say it again, and I'm going to say it in the bonuses that are connected to this season finale. You're playing a very dangerous game. Our leaders are playing a very dangerous game. And let me explain how dangerous this game is. There are rumors going around on the internet that this thing is worse than the virus. That the spike protein is shedding out. What I mean by shedding out is, is that we have proteins that we shed out every day. We either do it through excrement, we do it through breathing, we do it through all these other things. You can see it in a basic um, college and high school uh, biology books. You can see it in the virology book. We expel these particular things out. Sometimes This is how the common cold is expressed and it spreads around. This is how Nutrivirus is spreads if no one washes their hands and take care of sanitation things. These are how other things are expressed. Uh, viruses, if you do may not know, it takes up it, it's a there's a time factor to the virus. So there's a spike protein that is connected to the actual viral code. The viral code is the, the spike protein gets into the cell and says replicate itself. We all know this, right? Bacteria, it does it in a completely different way, but the time factor for both types of infections, bacterial and viral, time factors. All there's there is the spike protein. And then they use the MNRA to say to the body, if the spike protein exists anywhere in the body, the antibodies must attack the spike protein. Interesting concept, but in actuality, it's never gonna work. They need the rest of the code. That's why these virus, these things fail. It fails. We're hearing that China is using a combination of these particular vaccines which means something else is wrong with this COVID-19 and it is not a joke. It's not a joke. They are pulling our legs here, folks. They're saying that this shedding of this particular virus, the unvaccinated people are getting it from vaccinated people that we're having women that are having their periods back online at 51 years old. They're just having their periods again at 51. We're having women with extremely vicious periods, extremely vicious periods. We have men with swollen testicles after meeting up with certain women. They're saying that this thing is sexually transmitted between vaccinated and non-vaccinated people. We're having all sorts of crazy things there. There has been rumors of miscarriages. 
this is starting to increase in levels that I have not seen before. But again, America has now learned the lessons of the flu pandemic of not, well, the flu epidemic of 1976. Not learned one damn lesson on it. And it has affected the way people have seen a lot of things with the vaccinations. This is a joke, folks. It's a serious joke. It's, it's become way too serious. I'm going to be there. Now they're saying all these things about the vaccine. The vaccine's going to save us. We see the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm going to explain to it in the second segment why I believe this is the end. Because it's connected to a prediction I did way back when in 2018. Now I'm going to go a little bit deeper in, into it. Not too much. It's somewhat related to what we're going to talk in the second segment as well. And I will have a bonus on that as well. I have to read this article that has to deal with the changes they want to do in certain schools all around the country. This is from Virginia. This is originally from Fox News. Virginia Department of Education to eliminate all accelerated math courses as a part of an equality plan. The change was made by the Virginia Department of Education veto and was announced for multiple county level school districts and officials. Formerly known as the Virginia Mathematics Pathway Initiative, VAMPI, the plan essentially removes all options for students who will normally elect to take a more advanced level of math if they have demonstrated a proficiency in the subject and it says keeps the curriculum at the most basic level for every grade up to 11th. Iron Sorkin, the member of the Loading Council School Board, commented negatively on the change of policy in the Facebook Tuesday. This initiative, he explained, will eliminate all math acceleration prior to the 11th grade. This is not an exaggeration, nor it appears to be any discretion on how local districts implement this. All sixth graders will take foundational concept six. All seventh graders will take foundational concept seven. Only in the 11th and 12th grade, there is any opportunity for higher math courses. As such, this will eliminate such advanced courses as algebra, geometry, and algebra two. Vito's website lists one of his main motivations of the changes is determination to improve equality and mathematics learning opportunities. Darren's responded with skepticism and concern over the state's decision to sacrifice education quality for so-called equity. One anonymous parent said that the provisions will only lower standards and then all students in the name of equity. These changes the parents continue will have a profound impact on students who excel in STEM-related curriculum, weakening our country's ability to compete in the global marketplace for years to come. Another parent in Loudoun County, Ian Price, put it in blunt terms. This is critical race theory and action, and parents should be outraged. A spokesman for Vito issued a statement to the press claiming that for many years, parents in the system have valued and rewarded speed via acceleration and covering content rather than depth of understanding. 
The VP shift was focused and vying for deeper learning through differentiated instructions on grade level that will promote smoother development of critical thinking, authentic fabrication, and problem-solving skills. Do you remember the whole bullshit concerning 2 plus 2 equals 5? Do you know how they use language to turn that around and said that it was one half? Did I, I put one half? I didn't say 2 plus 2 equals 5. I put one half. I put one half 2. That's how it equals 5. Like the stupid idiots you played you, they played you. And they're playing you now. Look, folks, I'm going to make it real honest with you, folks. You cancel math? Advanced courses? How in the world are you going to compete? Especially as Virginia, right next to D.C., Right next to DC. We'll explain more about this, but this shit is scary. There is trouble ahead. You need all the mathematics in the world, especially with all the technology here, there, and now, especially in STEM, old STEM, new STEM, and future STEM, in order to pull off the things that you need to pull off. Stop playing this silly ass game with students' lives and futures. They're gonna need to learn how to do all of this. Some of them do, some of them have the knowledge. This is to screw everybody over. That's all this is. There was an interesting blog post, long blog post from the drive. A fascinating one from the drive. It stated that the UFOs that we're seeing may have come from entities from China, Russia, Iran, and we don't know where they are, who they are, what they do, and it is bad news. And we don't, and we are losing the ability to discern the difference between UFOs or unidentified flying objects and drones and all those other things of that nature from other countries that are just doing little magic tricks or doing some sort of strings and all the rest of these things. It's a fascinating article. You should go read it on the drive, but I'm gonna give very important things that people need to understand. Even if there were drones on, if there were just drones and they came from another country, then you're screwed. 
Remember what I said in the bonus with the UFOs? I said to the following, if any technology is not in the hands of the United States that the United States is looking through and they cannot find out what is going on, we're screwed. It don't matter where or when or how, you're screwed. Completely. It don't matter. If it is not alien technology, but it is a technology that has been sequestered by any sort of government, including the United States, you're still screwed. It does not matter. Any sort of sequestered technology, unknown technology, UFO, alien technology, and the government has sequestered technology and now is saying, well, maybe there is such a thing as UFOs, um, Mr. Al Roker. It, 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 it actually exists, Mr. Al Roker. It, it, it might be some woo-woo shit up in here. Is it woo-woo shit up in here, bro? You're screwed. I don't care how many times you play yourselves. You are screwed. Because that means the technology they have there is leagues ahead of anything. Let's also put it this way. If it's on a military stance and it's just normal ass technology or low tech technology that our military does not have the wherewithal or the officers that can discern between lens flare, lower based drones, strange looking objects, and all of those other things as well, then there is a gigantic problem concerning the training, retention, and capability of our military to the point where if a an attack does take place with these particular countries such as Iran, Russia and China that they might get a few victories off of us in any sort of conflict, especially what's going on in the Ukraine and especially what's going on in Taiwan and the South China Sea. So our battle readiness is not there. Our acquisition readiness is not there. Our Tactical readiness is not there. You should be scared shitless if anywhere near this article from the drive is true that this is just un this is this is just low tech low tech drones or low tech tricks or just lens flares. If that's true, you're screwed on the military side of things. If it's not true, if it is unidentified objects that is Earth-based and sequestered technology, you're fucked. If 
it is UFOs, you're screwed and fucked over. So no good options here. We need transparency when it comes to this. And we're heading towards a point where Tucker Carlson might be right, but he is years behind on how right he was with the military readiness of not only the Navy, but the rest of the armed forces in this particular time play, in this particular space. Well, and more about that during the summer and in season three. So no knees in Tokyo. BLM and other political issues of note coming from the United States and all over. You begin to see them in usually in the leagues and in other particular places as they take a knee before they start the game in order to fight against racism and other particular things of that note. There will be no such thing in the Olympic Games and uh, there will be severe punishments for it. It also seems that it turns out that the entities that are with the, the athletes in the majority of these countries said that there will be no knee taking as they do not want other particular things from America to affect these particular situations concerning with the leagues and and some such. I'm not surprised that the athletes from other places will not take those knees in order to solve these particular problems concerning with racism and all the rest of these things. I feel as though as that is some sort of sad reality that we have to deal with with these games that there are much more darker issues that they're trying to espouse and explain and everybody will be concentrated on how they're going to get these games off, especially with the coronavirus and not with other issues of the, these particular natures as well. So even then now they don't want even greater distractions on that particular sense with the Black Lives Matter thing, which wasn't a humongous issue in Tokyo, even though there was an incident with one of the cops and a Syrian person there who was working in Tokyo. But outside of that, there have been issues on those particular things. Uh, and Naomi Osaka has been uh, vocal on this. But for the Olympic Games, they said there will be no major protests in that sense. And there could be extreme issues concerning with that if the people do take action towards it. We now end this segment with what Ricky Smiley is saying. And but before we even get to that, we have to talk about to the two incidences that took place. I mentioned one last week. And now another one that just happened with a 16-year-old girl who used a knife to attack one of the people that were there 
and one of the people that were there that she was fighting against and the cops shot her. Then we have more incidences of the cops doing these particular things. Like I said before, this has more to do with the types of people working as cops than the whole profession of police. Ricky Smiley had mentioned something of that nature recently, and he was deeply vocal about what was going on in the black community, especially with one of his friends, a female who passed away recently due to gun violence. So one of the things that he began to espouse is that there needs to be some sort of separation. We're not getting our act together, that sort of thing. Corey Holcomb has come back somewhat and said some similar things on that nature, but still blames white people and the white cultures and all the rest of these things concerning it. Even Kevin Samuels made a statement to that same effect, but not in the effect where, oh, uh, white people are the problem. He said, white supremacy, then most black men are not worried about it. They're worried about who is sleeping next to themselves in bed. So that is why I've come up to the realization that all of these men African-American men, African-American radio show people such as Ricky Smiley, Tommy Sotomayor, in some ways, Zoe Williams, in some ways, Corey Holcomb, and in some ways, Grady and others, they've all come around in a certain way, if we want to put it in that particular sense, and they're saying the same things but the prescriptions on solving these problems are somewhat needed in many ways, but in other ways are just muddling the issue. The basic problem we have right now is that this society is breaking apart. I'll explain a little bit more in the next segment. This society is breaking apart and it's breaking apart in ways that people cannot recognize. I think that people need to understand that there is very little hope for human society as a whole if these elites continue to do what they're going to do. They have fucked everything over. And African Americans and other particular ethnic groups in certain Western countries are now feeling the brunt and the frustration of that brunt by the main population against them, even though their target should be against another government, not towards their minority groups. But one of the, also the sad reality of this is as well, is that because of these minority groups and their inability and that the minority groups and what they consider inability to control the issues as well and control their situations, you begin to have a disconnect 
in the problems and the ways to solve these problems or the ways to move around these problems. I believe, and we'll mention a little bit more in the second segment, that America is going through certain things that is going to try and retrofit itself into something that is completely different, that is not going to be the same. And I feel as though that we need to take stock of what we have and what people are going to lose. We'll mention that more in the next segment. Coming up next on Beyond This Earth. This is the season finale of season two of Beyond This Earth. We'll be back right after this. Turn you to beyond this earth. Spanish football federations, Serie A and La Liga condemning the move. The rumours then reached Gary Neville, commentating on Manchester United against Burnley, who described the plans as pure greed. And at full time, with rumours starting to crystallise, he branded his old club disgusting and demanded points deductions for all teams involved. And by 5.24pm, the British government was involved. Culture Secretary Oliver Dowden released a statement in opposition, and hours later, Prime Minister Boris Johnson followed on Twitter. But at 11pm that night, the Super League arrived, with press releases from all of the participating clubs being released online. In the minutes afterwards, Juventus President Andrea Agnelli resigned his positions from the UEFA's Executive Committee and as Chairman of the European Club Association, and Europe went to bed in chaos. But it would wake up to support of protests around the world, with banners hung on stadium gates and graffiti denouncing the greed. At 8.30am, it was reported that the Super League had filed preemptive court motions to protect players from FIFA or UEFA bans. It also claimed to have in excess of 4 billion euros in funding. And at 8.42am, Reuters revealed the source of that funding. JP Morgan, the US investment bank. By lunchtime, players were breaking ranks. Under Herrera tweeted his opposition, Meza Erzl followed, and Luis Figo referred to the Super League as self-interested and tragic. 2pm. 
UEFA President Alexander Seferin is furious. We didn't know we had snakes so close to us, he said, referring to Edward Wood and Andre Agnelli. At 4.02pm, Oliver Dowden promises a full-scale review into the conduct of the six English clubs, and at 6.19pm, royalty got involved. Prince William didn't like the Super League either. Later that evening, Leeds United draw with Liverpool, with Patrick Bamford, James Milner and Jurgen Klopp all adding their condemnation in interviews afterwards. Over in Spain, Florentino Perez broke his silence to appear on Spanish television, saying that the Super League was going to save football. At 10.20am on Tuesday morning, Alexander Seferin got word that some clubs were wavering. Gentlemen, you made a huge mistake, he says, at UEFA's Congress. There is still time to change your mind. 11am. The 14 Premier League clubs left out convened for an emergency meeting. Chief Executive Richard Masters had already met with Boris Johnson that morning, with the Prime Minister threatening to drop a legislative bomb if necessary. In Italy, Torino President Urbano Cairo reportedly heckles Andrea Agnelli with shouts of traitor during a Serie A Zoom call. 12.16pm. It looks like Seferin was right. Matt Lawton of The Times reports that one English club is pulling out. And the players are becoming militant. At 2pm, Jordan Henderson called a meeting between the Premier League captains. And then at 4pm, Amazon piled on with a statement. They wouldn't be the broadcaster. But Pep Guardiola doesn't like it either. It's not football if you cannot lose, he said. Later still, the Chelsea bus arrives at Stamford Bridge for a game against Brighton, but hundreds of fans block its entrance. Petr Cech is sent out to calm the crowd. But at 6.45pm, the BBC's Dan Rowan reports that Chelsea are withdrawing. And by 9pm, the players have made up their mind. We don't like it and we don't want it to happen, tweets Jordan Henderson. And at exactly the same time, Tribus watchmakers withdraw as Liverpool's official timing partner. Further still, at 9.20pm, Manchester United announced that their executive vice chairman, Ed Woodward, was resigning after 16 years. And at 9.23pm, the clubs started to fall. Manchester City announced that they were out with a sentence long statement. At 10.55pm, Manchester United, Arsenal and Liverpool announced their departures simultaneously. And at 10.57pm, Tottenham decided that they were out too. It was over, and Andrea Agnelli knew it. On Wednesday morning at 10.23am, he told the Gazette della Sport that it was impossible to continue with just six teams. And half an hour later, it would be five. Atletico Madrid were out at 10.55am. Inter made it four, ten minutes later. The four city rivals AC left at 12.24pm. Juventus were gone before half two. By Thursday morning, it was just Barcelona and Real Madrid left. Great clubs acting like gangsters, tweeted Gary Neville on Thursday. A few hours after Martin Ziegler had broken another exclusive that the Premier League was introducing new laws that meant that any breakaway attempted in the future would result in automatic expulsion. That was from Tito Football concerning the Super League. Again, like I said in the specials. And the bonuses, excuse me. The Super League was pretty much the culmination of the National Football League contract. The National Football League contract, a new one, was 110 
million dollars over 11 years. When they sold, now this is a, this made the NFL one of the richest leagues in the world, the richest league in the world for the time being. When they saw that money, $1,100 billion, there was going to be an effect all over the sporting world. And one of the effects was this Super League plan. You had NFL men, Stan Kroenke, and the Glazers. Two of the 32 people that are voting rights to decide who will become the next commissioner of the National Football League. They renegotiated his contract. That's Roger Goodell's contract. Basically, he will stay until he decides to retire. $110 billion. They saw that money. They said, if we had $110 billion, fits a lot of my debts, go all in. There you is. There you are. Excuse me. There you are. The American, the American business owners have underlings that have come from woke culture. They have their underpinnings are from the woke culture. This was an absolute power grab by American woke corporation culture, which this is basically what American culture is. You have to realize it. You have to accept it as it is. Don't have to go to no right wing. They, they just see it for what it is. American corporate culture is connected to woke culture. Whether you like it or you don't, that's what it is. It was soundly defeated in Europe. This is the beginning of the end of woke culture. They succeeded on this. It was over. We knew from that moment forward Everything American says with their corporations go. But we've seen it in China. We've seen it now in Europe, especially with the tech companies. We now see it today. There is going to be so many eyeballs on American companies from this moment forward in the European Union, because if they can pull this off, this deal, if they could do this and cause this consternation, what type of damage other American companies are now doing? When they start looking at this, they're going to realize their own culpability from their own government and looking the other way, especially with this, 
They're asking deeper questions about their cultures they never thought possible. But I want you to listen to this and listen to this very carefully. They have defeated racism without using this whole program that the Premier League now wants to do from next week. Especially next week with them not using Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and other particular social media programs for the whole month. And they have all agreed not to use their particular platforms in order to stop the online abuse that is happening. One of the things you're going to start seeing, unfortunately, in certain ways that aspects of woke culture will stay, but it will be so milk toast that it would be seem to be like feathers off a molting duck. Annoying, but easy to get rid of if you know what you're doing. That is where all cult that is where European culture is headed in this modern era. France don't want the woke and you notice these things here. France don't want the woke with Macron. They needed Paris Saint-Germain. They didn't get Paris Saint-Germain. They thought that we're going to get them later. The next year after if they were successful in this spring league. I mean, this super league as they call it. They didn't get the Germans. Bayern Munich and Borussia Dumi. They didn't get them either. 50 plus one couldn't get them, but they were able to get the, the English, parts of the Spanish, and parts of the Europe of Italy. Think about it, folks. This is American world culture en masse in large. This is it. It is woke culture. LeBron James has a controlling stake in Liverpool. We know his situation. We know what he has said before. Can we just look at it and see it for what it is? But let me also put this in this particular sense. Even if you believe LeBron James is this, that, and the other thing, you're not going to get rid of him that easily. That's the issue. And that is not the, that is not the goal if you are a conservative. If you are perceived conservative, what it, do, it does not matter. Let him say what he has to say. Let him make the mistakes that he has to make. Because what I saw from Ricky Smiley is a man tired of the bullshit. And it will happen to LeBron James too. Because at a point in life, there is a point of maturity and you're going to say, look, I'm still pro-black, but this shit got to end somewhere and it got to stop with me.
and my words and my actions. But knowing that, let me get to the main meat and potatoes of what we are about to discuss in this particular segment. The main meat and potatoes that you are not getting that these radios, these particular programs, Corey Holcomb, recent three episodes, Kevin Samuel's recent episodes and recent talks, Tony Sotomayor's when he was talking about Ricky Smiley, Ricky Smiley's recent um, rant, Minister Jan's recent works that he was talking about, especially with these particular incidences with the cops and the inner city communities. The recent law that they passed for COVID-19 concerning with Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders and all sorts of things. This is connected to the vaccine. This culture and its elites and its power structure, which is overwhelmingly in support of leftist thought and leftist ideals have bet everything, their whole history, their whole knowledge of history, their very nature of history, their understanding of what they are in America and the rest of the world. They bet it all on these vaccines working. That is why even with all the rumors that are coming out, they have doubled down, tripled down, and quadrupled down on these vaccines. Basically saying that, oh, they're voluntary the same way that taxes are voluntary. Do you know what type of destruction they are about to cause on not only this country, but the rest of the world just because they want to go back to December 31st, 2019. Untold destruction that could last 50 years. And didn't I say that if we don't get to Mars within 10 years, between 40 and 50 and 60 years, if we don't make it through, we don't even put nothing, not even a, our, our human foot on the Martian soil, we are going to have a extinction level event in 50 years. Get to Mars any later than 2030, we are going to die in 250 years. It don't matter. I said it, it's happening. You already seen it. You're not gonna like what you, you're seeing. You're not liking what you're seeing, huh? You ain't liking what you're seeing. I hate to tell motherfuckers this. Corday told you that he mar- he had, he's with a tennis star, you marrying hoes. Is he wrong? No. He's not wrong. He says salty, uh, Kevin Samuel says salty is a sits. Is he wrong? No. 
Kevin Samuel says talk to two particular African-American women about why do black women don't know how to smile or can't smile or smile in a way where it is frightening to people. Do you know what we found out? I begin to find this out and it scares the shit out of me and it should scare the shit out of all you too. It should scare the shit out of all of you. The majority of women in this country in America are following the example of black women not smiling. Being angry all the time. Becoming something of a bimbo of some nature. Allowing all these particular things to happen around them. I want you to understand something. And it's really sad. Kevin Smiley, I mean, not Kevin Smiley, Ricky Smiley is a guy who is just pro-black as he come, but he don't trust them anymore. And you know what he said? He said, we are ran by women in this society. And the first time they did, they we are run by women in this country in this country, black women are run, the black community is run by females and he can't stand it no more. And as soon as somebody with some masculine attributes tried to teach their son and all the rest of the day, they codify these young boys. The same thing is happening in every single society, every single ethnic group, white culture, it's happening everywhere because liberals have used the black woman's playbook to absolute perfection. You can be victim and perpetrator of the same thing, and that is what they're doing with African-American women. And do you know what it is? Every single Western female or Western female in the five major Western nations have all taken the playbook of the African-American woman in the United States. That is the reason why we can't have any sort of relationship with our particular age group any the fuck more. We cannot even have honest conversations with them the same way that Kevin Samuels is having with African-American women on his show. We can't do that at all on Fresh and Fit with Myron Gaines and his co-host. We can't even have that. They have taken the exact same playbook of an African-American woman and how she behaves towards other people, especially black men, and have used it for every single other race of men, whether they are the minority group or the majority group, every single place around the Western world. They did it on purpose. Why? Because to keep the leftist power structure alive. 
and leftist power structure in all terms and ways is in order to create something of a goddess culture. Goddess culture is always evil because it uh, pertains to a technique and a way of evolution that is particular to women itself that it always tried to find something higher than itself. If a goddess exists, a goddess will look for something higher than itself. If it can't, it will look for something below that has the capabilities of becoming higher than itself. When it does that, it damns everybody else. We live in hell. That's basically what goddess culture is. Goddess culture destroys women that are more talented than the goddess. And destroys men, there are not the type of men the goddess wants to see around her. That's how dangerous this shit liberals are. This is a this this is a much darker concept. I'll explain in the future, in a longer version, in the bonus. But let me put it in this particular sense. I made on a, a statement some time ago that America is going to go through a dislocation around 2022. <clears throat> and this dislocation is going to happen. Not only I'm saying that it's going to happen in 2022, not only that, they... The, the astrologers are saying it and it's connected to all these other people that are saying it in the marketplace and all the rest of these things. Silver, the issues with Bitcoin going down and possibly going up and all the rest of these things. You have a situation where one culture of people are hoarding the money that they have, which is, this is another basic problem that people are not seeing. That in capitalist culture, as soon as, as things start to get over, people start to get over older, they need to spend the money that they have saved in order to help others in the velocity of capitalism. If you want to call in that particular sense, the baby boomers are not doing it. They're letting that money supply pass on and not to be used for whatever reason. I'm going to say this. It's not pretty. If these vaccinations or as bad as I think they are, possibly. We have 18 months left. October, 2022. November of 2022. I'm saying November 1st of 2022. I think that America will go into receivership. Receivership. I really believe so. I believe that there will be gigantic sell-off. 
There's just not enough people there. The people that did not get vaccinated enough will survive this one. Don't think that China is going to get out of it scot-free. Because of the bullshit they played, they're going to get it worse. The people that did not get vaccinated the most will get through this. Japan is one of those countries, so is South Korea. They're not go they're going to be a fine from this. However, I do not believe America if America plays this game with the vaccine and I really think they did and it's bad, Israel might have done the same thing. God almighty. God almighty. I didn't want to depress you today. This is the season finale. I didn't want to depress anybody. But I'm just saying. We'll be back after this for more Beyond This Earth. some a couple of announcements of what we're going to have on season three and other particular things of that nature upcoming summer updates that we will have we will start around may 25th with the first summer update which will only be about 10 minutes just a couple of house cleaning items and all the rest of those things it's not going to be that serious but there will be some thing, interesting things that we'll talk about. We really do need to have a news break. So that's why we are ending this at episode 26. We thought that we were going to split it and have five more episodes of it. But I decided, hey, it's this going to be episode 26. I don't want to get it to episode 30. 26 is pretty good. It's pretty much one half of the year done. It is the way that things were done with the television industry. We used to have 24, 26 episode seasons. So 26 episodes is fine concerning that. There will be at least three or so bonuses each month. I'm trying to split it up into three parts. They're only going to be 30 minutes. And then we have the summer updates that will be 10. So like, it's going to be like first of the month, then third of the month, 
And then in any major news items come around, especially with all these disclosures with UFOs and all the rest of it, if that comes to it, we'll have some some sort of specials for that particular thing as well. We're at a brand new stage, and so all these things are just coming to a head on that one. Season three of Beyond This Earth is going to be on the 11th of October, 2021. The 11th of October. We are going to go at least one full season, another 26 episodes until, because we started late. We started in September of last year at the 11th. Now we're taking one more extra uh, break on that particular one on October. So we're going to at least end by May. And then we were only going to have about five or so episodes before Thanksgiving. And then we're off Thanksgiving. Then we have three episodes. We end those three episodes there. We come back from there and we go nonstop all the way up to May. May, possibly June of next year. That's 2022. By then... The project for Ministry will be ready and we'll talk about more about the project. I hope that third season we will be able to have starting to have interviews. I will do brand new interstrolls and all the rest of it. We might have a brand new theme song to come with that as well. I don't want to use other those theme songs there. It was just an experiment and it seems to be working okay in certain ways we are going to keep this as free as possible we're not going to do anything with patreon and whatnot but we're going to have to do some sort of things there as in the future as well where am i headed to a place where guru gothic Triune Lever, Doga Queen, Kagan Osai, the New Republic of Sports, Revelcade Sports, and this particular show and everything else that I'm doing will be in a place where we can have some sort of understanding that this this thing can be successful. We can be successful. We'll have it in a brand new place where we can actually build out, bring people here, talk about things, promote things I like, and a whole lot more. That is our future. I've reached a stage in my life, especially with what has happened in the last couple of months that we have given chances to a lot of people and they don't want to take it and they don't want to help themselves and they just want to play games and they just want to become just average people where we need to be more than average, especially now. And average is not good enough. So 
we got to make those decisions and we got to let some people go. They can sit at a table, but they won't be at my particular table. That's all that needs to be said. Look, I want to thank all of you again for making this work out. The third season is going to be a humongous season with all the interviews and all the rest of it. Please go over again throughout the whole summer the specials that we did for the Rational Male, Religion and Positive Masculinity. Go over it again. We might do something different with it. I'm trying and a whole lot as well. So that's all we need to say about that. Final segment for the season finale coming up next on me on this earth. Right after this. <laughs> segment of beyond this earth for the season and we got some great news coming out from mars we'll get to the helicopter right after this particular one i just want to read this article here it is from Reuters, which is ironically now under a paywall which is worth which is 35 dollars every month craziness Steve Gorman wrote this article. NASA has logged another extraterrestrial first on its latest mission to Mars, converting carbon dioxide from the Martian atmosphere into pure breathable oxygen, the U.S. Space Agency said Wednesday. The unprecedented extraction of oxygen literally out of thin air from Mars was achieved Tuesday by an experimental device aboard Perseverance, a six-wheel vehicle rover that landed on the Red Planet on February 18th after a seventh-month journey from Earth. In his first activation, the toaster-styled instrument dubbed MOTSI, short for Mars Oxygen Institute Resource Utilization Experiment, produced about five grams of oxygen, roughly equivalent to 10 minutes worth of breathing for an astronaut, NASA said. Although the initial output was modest, the feat marked the first experimental extraction of the natural resources from the environment from another planet for direct use by humans. MOTSI isn't just the first instrument to produce oxygen on another world, Trudy Cortes, the Director of Technology Demonstrations within NASA's Space Technology Mission Directorate, said in a statement. She called it the first technology of its kind to help future missions live off the land of another planet. The instrument works through electrolysis, which uses stream heat to separate oxygen from atoms from molecules of carbon dioxide, which accounts for about 95% of the atmosphere from Mars. 
The remaining 5% of Mars' atmosphere, which is only about 1% dense of Earth's, consists of primary molecular nitrogen and argon. Oxygen exists on Mars in negligible trace amounts, but abundant supply is considered critical for eventual human exploration on the Red Planet, both as a sustainable source of breathable air for astronauts and a necessary ingredient for rocket fuel to fly them home. The volumes required for landing rockets into space from Mars are particularly daunting. According to NASA, getting four astronauts off the Martian surface will take about 15,000 pounds, seven metric tons of rocket fuel, combined with 55,000 pounds, 25 metric tons oxygen. Transporting a one-ton oxygen conversion machine to Mars is more practical than trying to haul 25 tons of oxygen tanks from Earth. Mossy Principal Investigator Michael Height from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology said in NASA's news release, Astronauts living and working on Mars will require at least one metric ton of oxygen between them to last an entire year, Height said. MOTSI is designed to generate up to 10 grams per hour as a proof of concept, and scientists plan to run the machine at least one nine other times over the next two years under different conditions and speeds. The first oxygen conversion run came a day after the NASA achieved the historic feat first controlled power flight of an aircraft on another planet with a successful takeoff and landing of a miniature robot helicopter on Mars. Like Motsley, the twin rotor chopper dubbed Ingenuity hits the ride to Mars with Perseverance, whose primary mission is to search for fossilized traces of ancient microbes that might have flourished on Mars billions of years ago. Not only, ladies and gentlemen, we lifted off a robot helicopter which all drones are robot helicopters, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We got five grams of oxygen from Mars. Five grams. Five grams is 10 minutes. Can you imagine we have the technology now to get to Mars? We have it. Everything's there. Oh, not to be outdone. If I didn't mention this last week or I didn't mention it, now we can mention it somewhat. Because we won the contract for the moon missions, SpaceX. So they will be using one part of the Starship, lower part of the Starship, starting in 2024 to get back to the moon. And then they will be using the second part, which is the airplane part, to get us to Mars, hopefully by 2030. That is what we're going to see, folks. This was great news. This was some of the best news we've seen and heard all year so far. When it comes to space, you have to be proud at these moments that we are making oxygen on Mars, and we are also 
in many certain ways have the capability to send people to Mars and by in sending people to the moon. We're in a fascinating time in space exploration. We have jumped ahead several months ahead, but we're at least two years behind. If we can make those right decisions, we can catch up and we'll be at least two years ahead if we push. This is it. We got to push. Humanity's got to push and get that concentration into pushing to get us to the moon by 2024. And the Artemis do his little thing. And then Mars in 2030 can be done in four years. Speaking of this, we have made artificial cells from synthetic technologies. This is wild, folks. Absolutely wild. It's kind of scary, too. Ironically enough, the vaccines use what we, what they, they encase it into a bubble and it's a lipid and it's just a synthetic lipid. Or what they get, it's not a natural lipid, it's a synthetic lipid. So this technology used in the coronavirus vaccine now is being used with the artificial cells and the synthetic lipids that they activated in there. They've just created their own cell system. Absolutely crazy. Also, nanoparticles are there as well. Lightning may have started life on Earth. Absolutely no doll. We heard it before. They're now trying to confirm this as well. And it's just quite fascinating. We'll have more space stories and more important things about the stars next season on Beyond This Earth starting on October, the weekend of October 11th. Let's get to the news that happened this week. Two men were killed in Texas on Saturday when their Tesla crashed and caught fire. Officials believe no one was driving the vehicle at the time of impact. Investor Keith Gill, a.k.a. Warren Kitty, doubled down on his GameStop stock stake to 200,000 shares worth $31 million at Friday's close. Apparently, he likes the stock. Charles Gett, co-founder of Adobe Inc. and one of the developers behind the PDF, died Friday at 81 years old. Clubhouse closed another funding round with reported $4 billion valuation. Switch billionaire Hansard Weiss, a top bidder for Tribune Publishing, has dropped out. This deal a blow to Tribune's attempt to avoid a takeover by hedge fund managers outing Global Capital as largest shareholder. Apple is reinstating the social media app Parler on its app store months after it took it down due to harmful content. It's hosting a spring event. It hosted a spring event. The union defeated by Amazon in a vote this month is officially falling in attention to the results 
Uh, IBM posted a first quarter revenue gain in five quarters. GameStop CEO Joel Sherman is stepping down, handing more power to the company's largest shareholder in e-commerce vet Ryan Cohen. Coca-Cola said volumes in March have returned to 2009 levels due to easing COVID-19 restrictions. The U.S. largest coal mining union said it will bank Biden's push to renewable energy in exchange for job opportunities in that particular sector. Discord cut off talks with Microsoft for an acquisition and can pursue an IPO in the future per the Washington Wall Street Journal. Vimo will now allow you to buy, sell, and hold select cryptocurrencies from the app. Kansas City Southern is now the subject of a bidding war after National and Canadian National Railway top Canadian Pacific with a $33.7 billion offer for the railroad. Linda Kahn's Senate confirmation hearing is the commissioner's seat on the Federal Train Commission has taken place. Kahn is known for her aggressive antitrust stance towards big tech. Chipotle sales rose 223.4 last quarter thanks to all of you ordering burrito bowls to go. SPAC deals have slowed down to a trickle that's only been 10 in April compared to more than 100 in March. JP Morgan hired 190 bankers to help alleviate worker burnout. UiPath, which makes software that automates repetitive office tasks, rose 23% in its IPO. It could end up being one of the largest U.S. software IPOs in history. The French wine industry is deeply concerned that the professional tasters got COVID and lost their taste and smell. Their sense of taste and smell. SpaceX is planning to launch its third crew to the International Space Station, which they have just did, and it has recently docked with the International Space Station as we speak. Snap posted an impressive quarter and said that its Android user base is now bigger than its iOS user base. Senate Republicans countered Biden's infrastructure plan with a $568 billion proposal of their own. Over time, a social sports media company raised $80 million from investors, including Drake, Reddit's own Alex O'Hannon, and Jeff Bezos' investment firm. Southwest just became the first major airline to ink a quarterly profit during the pandemic, thanks to a little fiscal help from Congress. American Express said spending on travel and entertainment jumped 40% month over month in March. More than 23 million viewers tuned in to watch the verdict of former police officer Derek Chauvin on Tuesday. Arsenal fans staged a protest of American owner Stan Kroenke over his plan to join the Super League. Spotify CEO Daniel L said he would be interested in buying the club. And Caitlyn Jenner says that there will be a run for the governor of California. So that is the news for this week. And again, I would like to say this. I started off small. We now have lots of viewers coming. We will have more viewers coming in the summer because some of you may be bored as shit and tired of the bullshit that you see everywhere else. 
We don't do interviews yet. We plan to do them in the future. You're going to hear them on Beyond This Earth very soon. And it's going to be a way you're going to absolutely love the way we're going to do the show in the future in, that, uh, in season three. Season three is going to be the season where Beyond This Earth takes it into a brand new and next level stuff that you absolutely going to enjoy. We're going to have the special, we're going to have the bonuses connected to what we were talking about a little bit later. Make sure you listen to them wherever you get your radio shows. Again, for all of you that have joined us throughout this season, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. There's not a lot of fans, but better to small and let it grow than to just cheat on the system and then it dies quickly. So, folks, thank you for listening to Beyond This Earth. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Overcast, Radio Republic, soon to be on Amazon Music, soon to be next season on hopefully stereo app with the interviews, the one-on-one interviews. And wherever you get your radio show. This is Nolan Hollaback. That's Hollaback! And we'll see you guys on October 11th, 2021, for Season 3, Episode 1 of Beyond This Earth. On this earth is a Garo Gothic production.